I would say I'm really good at my job. Um, I fixate over small details, which are really good when you uh, when you're doing project management, because like one of the values we have at Village Capital is people will forget what you did, but never how you made them feel. Mm. And so I think when you fix it on details, it could be something as you know, even um, misspelling someone's names. And there are people who get really offended by that. And that for them, for them is a reason enough not to engage you ever again. Wow. Yeah, I just fix it on details. <laughs> one of the things that is very important for me in most of the work, not actually in most, in all the work that I do, is not just to do something, but do it well. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Expert and African, where we get up close and personal with successful tech professionals on the continent. Today, we are talking with Kenya-born Brenda Wangari, who has had a diverse and accomplished career in tech. From her beginnings in media to running business operations and then spending nearly five years in program management at Village Capital, an early-stage startup VC firm, Brenda has seen it all. She attributes her success to her background in communication and her strong leadership and management skills, especially our ability to work effectively with people from different cultures. Brenda is currently a senior program manager at Village Capital. So let's listen in as Brenda shares her journey and the lessons she has learned along the way. So what does it mean to be a program manager? Is it really a lot of work? Um, being a program manager um, is very demanding. Uh, so primarily, I run um, programs that support entrepreneurial support organizations. But then the secondary bit of my job also involves doing programs for entrepreneurs. And that's where a majority of my work lies. Uh, so primarily, I run um, programs that support entrepreneurial support organizations. But then the secondary bit of my job also involves doing programs for entrepreneurs. So running a program um, is quite tasking. Like it's all the things you can think about when it comes to like a project, managing it from end to end. Yeah, like project management is like end to end. And then now in between is a myriad of other things. It could mean we're doing like an in-person training. Uh, like my first program that I worked on at Village Capital, we did a training in Lagos, training in Nairobi, training in Cape Town. So Lagos for me was easy. I've lived here before, I know so many people. And Nairobi was also relatively easy, but then Cape Town was a place I'd never been, so it means like you, know, you have to you know, do your research, make sure you're inviting like the right mentors, you know, find the best venue that you know people will not spend two hours in traffic trying to get there. Mm -hmm. It's also accessible to everyone. Make sure you know there's food. Has everyone booked their tickets? Mm. Are we doing a networking event after? Who's yeah, on the guest list? Yes, yeah, so it's like it's all that is what it means like you know to do program management is just end to end. Mm -hmm. There's also the, like you know budget management. Like this one recently was managing, but it was quite complex because it was in euros of our organization um, operating USD. And then we were working with organizations in Kenya and Uganda, and they work with different currencies. I, I absolutely love my work. Okay. I think it's one of those things that brings me great joy. Um, and there's a lot of things that happen like on the African ecosystem. Um, and I think the role that entrepreneurs for organizations play um, is very key, but there's a lot more that still needs to happen to make you know, 
the um, environment for hubs and principal organizations better. And so that's why I spend most of my time. It's it's been a very fulfilling thing to do to just see how things that you know I would say you know like come very easily and naturally to a certain village capital make a huge difference for like you know a hub in like rural Uganda. And there's a lot of funding going now to even African startups and all that. And you know the thing now in like the continent is when people go sort of like by combinator, it becomes like this signal for investors and other people, you know, sure. like this is a solid startup. But there's so many other people who are also running this type of programs for entrepreneurs on the continent. And I, I really look forward to a time where, you know, people will not be looking. I want to go to a combinator, I want to go to all these other uh, programs outside of Africa, but they're rather looking at what is here and what is homegrown. And there's amazing examples of people who are doing this and doing it very well. And they've evolved over the years and are getting their business model right. What would you say is the hardest part of being a program manager? <laughs> um, I think I would say um, one of the challenging things, like being a project manager, is keeping tabs of different things. You know, just knowing when sort of a, a and equated to like juggling multiple balls. And so if I'm juggling three balls today, I mean, another thing is added tomorrow. Like my day did not increase to now it's 26 hours. You know, so you still have to fit that into the, you know, the timeline that you have. And coming into this field, if you're not able to manage different things at the same time, then that would be, that would be like a very huge challenge. Because there's always, it's never one thing. If, it's, if it starts with one thing, one thing you know, will become four things and then four things become six things. Mm. Yeah, I look at it as there are things that could be happening live and the things that could not be happening in the background. And so like now I'm here with you, but like my mind has not shut down. There are still other things that, you know, I'm processing. And so that's the same way I view like, you know, multitasking when it comes to project management. Uh, if you're doing an event now, there are things that should be happening in the background um, in order to make this event a, a success. When it's happening now, um, then there are other people who are involved. You know, say you're getting a guest speaker for a session. There is sort of like, you know, there could be feeding that needs to happen for the for like uh, participants that you have. Mm -hmm. There could be, you know, you need maybe to process an invoice. You need it recorded. You need like the event recorded. You need photography done, videography done. All these things could be happening, but they're not also... Um, like, they're not counterproductive. Like, it's not like one is cancelling the other. They're sort of like building towards each other. So I think also not just multitasking, but also seeing your tasks as how do they build into each other as opposed to just different things that do not fit into each other will make your work way easier. Mm. Aside from multitasking, what are the skills, yeah. soft skills yeah. that you have that is helping you in your yeah. career? Um, I would say also strategic thinking is a big one. Um, just seeing what the end goal is and then being able to work with an end in mind is something um, that is very helpful. Also just people management, <laughs> that's, that's one of the biggest things actually, because project management is all about working with people unless you want to do everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. And working with people is, it could be people that report to you, people that are on the same level with you, and at times also people who are above you. 
So you have to be very good at managing your team, but also managing up. And so if it means working with like senior leadership in your organization, in another organization, uh, and always keeping them updated. There's also a level of detail that you give your senior management that you don't give you know, your junior management and vice versa. So human management comes naturally to you, you had to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it comes naturally because there has to be an aspect that is natural because not all things can be learned. Um, but I've also like done a, a course at the Think School of Creative Leadership. Okay. And this was very instrumental for me because um, like my role means I work with people from very diverse cultures. So like my first time living in Nigeria, uh, I think I was just shocked most of the time. <laughs> the Germans can be very blunt, they can just be very straight to the point, but also that means they're very good at doing business because people give you responses like this. Um, so like my first time coming to Nigeria, I was actually working with Isaac. So like in Isaac, um, you could either do like leadership, um, sort of like positions within the organization that you'd have access to. Um, chapters like across 256 countries which you could go and work apart from your country mm-hmm. and then we also had this aspect of internships we could either do a voluntary internship or a professional one so i just came to nigeria but now to work for isaac in nigeria mm-hmm. and so i have had so many opportunities in isaac to just put that you know people skill um and then after that just in um, the places i've worked i've been blessed to have like many amazing bosses who are like very nurturing with their leadership style. And now um, I actually did a course with uh, I think School of Creative Leadership. And it was a course on just how to, to lead teams, which is either for like either first time or second time managers. Like, it was not my second time leading a team, but it was my second time like leading a global team. And so we had like teammates from all over the world. And I remember one of the the courses we did was one on culture and how to build trust mm-hmm. and it was just talking about how like when it comes to people from the west a lot of them like build trust through like completion of tasks so if you work with someone from the west and you complete your task like that helps build your trust mm-hmm. but from the east it's very relationship based so you, i'm sure you realize like when you talk with people from the east they want to know how you are how's your family you know if you had mentioned your daughter one time they want to know how your daughter is and stuff like that and so many meetings might just take a longer time just this pleasantries and but this is how people build trust here and so i think now um last year was when i i experienced like that need to sort of like upskill myself when it came to people management because now i was working um with another global team and people from very different cultures and now it's like at a senior leadership position and you know a senior leadership is not um where um become very problem oriented is why you're solution oriented and so we are working in this like very diversity how do we make sure that people you know are being efficient and delivering at their best and stuff like that and so the think cost really helped me with that um but also i have a coach i have a management coach she's amazing shout out to cc and uh we meet at least once every month and also she has like a, a curriculum that she follows to just help upskill people who work like in global organizations and are like in positions that are similar to mine. So aside from learning how to be a good leader, what other skills did you have to learn? What other skills did I have to learn? Um, I've had to up, upgrade my budget uh, management skills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I think one of the things um, that has happened with my career is it's been, I would say, like a steep learning curve. 
And I think most of the time, um, I don't think it's plateaued yet. <laughs> it's always been like this. Um, it's been plateaued when I'm 40. And then I'll go into consultancy. Um, but like even manage, budget management, like now dealing with with different budgets in different currencies and even now that we have inflation and things like those, um, it's been a skill that I've had to you know, be better at. And one of the things that, one of my recent interests actually now is to sort of um, go more into active investing. And so also active investment investment would mean, you know, looking at budgets and financial statements and things like those that are presented by startups. And so that's a skill that I've had to Pick up. You worked with TechPoint at the time when TechPoint just started. How did that happen? <laughs> Wale. Um, Wale is my friend. So when um, Wale is my friend and also I think he's very visionary, I think most of the time like Wale would say the things he wants to do and be like, oh wow, okay, cool. And then now he's doing them. And you know, like even now he's doing like a very great job with all school. Yeah. And then I, th- I remember like when TechPoint launched, it was like very big in the nature and ecosystem and one of the things that was actually popular were like you know the headshots that Wiley used to do and you know you, you are sure when you went to the website you'd have like this clean photos I think the office tours that we used to do then mm-hmm. that were yeah. very popular and yeah when Wiley was like yeah we want to get a couple of Kenyan stories you know East African stories on I was like yeah why not mm-hmm. and you know like based on like what I was doing then I would still a lot of people from the ecosystems. So it, it was very easy for me to just go into them. Like I remember one of my first stories was on was at IHAB. Then there was like this, um, there was also this um, other guy who was selling like uh, livestock online. And then these were things that were not happening, but also these were stories that could not be told. Mm-hmm. So um, like I really have a soft spot for TechPoint because then I think there's so many people whose stories needed to be told and they were not told by, you know, the typical media houses that we had then. And TechPoint came and just filled in that gap. I defend myself in media. Um, actually, fun fact, I studied communication in university. And while in university, actually, like, my friend and a number of friends uh, started um, a magazine, like a student magazine. And we did the first edition, which was great, but we only had money to print. <laughs> and we did like one edition and then someone threatened to sue us because um, uh-huh. he just committed like all the classic entrepreneurial mistakes. Like we didn't do a name search for like our company and stuff like that. And so someone threatened to sue us because the name of the magazine was like the name of the company. Mm-hmm. And so we did uh, one edition with one name and then we pivoted to another name. <laughs> then I think the okay, name like everyone was um, on the team was just feeling not feeling it as we were feeling the first time. And so we only did two, two, yeah, we only did two additions. And so, you know, like now meeting Wanley and like doing TechPoint, I see it more of storytelling and just getting people to talk about their experiences and document them. So that's just basically how I view it. Not very, um, not really media, <laughs> not like hardcore media. I think you do media. I think what I was doing then was just storytelling. Mm. Mention career paths. Some people they know what they want to do by the time they enter university. Some are just cruising. Some people like me are just <laughs> cruising through life. Yeah. Did you have Did you have like a plan yeah. or a career plan for yourself? And so far, have you been able to follow? Yeah. Um, uh, it was all cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, but I actually did not have a career plan, like, you know, by 32, this, do that. Um, yeah, I don't think I had. I, I just wanted to be in roles where I could leverage, like, what I'm really good at and what comes easily to me. And that is what just ha- I've been discovering throughout my career. Like, uh, like now project management, like, when I was in uni, I did, like, project management so many times. There was one time we worked on, like, this award ceremony and... Um, weren't even paid like the poor I brought into work weren't even paid and but it was like a huge um it was a huge opportunity to just uh do an event and it had so much coordination so much and then after that um well in ISAC I also did a lot of project management like now I look back at them I'm like that was project management but then when I was doing them I was just like oh what do you need me to do and we'd have like maybe 40 interns coming in from all over Africa not not all over Africa like all over the world coming in to like uh, to do to work on things that on projects we had at the University of Nairobi and you know to know get them like you know leisure activities do get them trips to go on plan their accommodation plan their airport pickups and drop-offs and you know in between like plan social activities this is your birthday what are we doing and things like those like now when i look back i used mm-hmm. to have spreadsheets and now i go back to them and i'm like actually like I was, very long time. <laughs> yeah and then i used to like i'd look at those spreadsheets and it didn't seem difficult it just seemed like okay explain to me what was going on uh, but also this is when it exposed me to working like my first boss in isaac um was actually from brazil and her name was tisiana and Tisiana was such a hustler. Like, I think Tisiana would thrive in Nigeria. Like, <laughs> like she was such a hustler and she gave me so many opportunities like to learn and facilitate and just be at the forefront of things. And then my next boss after that was from China. And so, like, from early, and early on then, just in uni, I had to, you know, communicate with people a lot, do all these project management things. But I wouldn't say I really had, I really had a plan. Now maybe I have a plan (laughs) to retire by 40, but before that, no, I didn't have one. Yeah. Um, What would you say sets you apart? I can can pick out the fact that I said it's a huge difference in your your career growth. Well, what currently sets you apart in the job you do? Yeah. Wow. That... That sounds like you want me to beat my own drum. <laughs> <laughs> please blow your trumpets. Please, please blow it. Um, I would say I'm really good at my job. Um, I fix it over small details, which are really good when, you, uh, when you're doing project management. Because like, one of the values we have at Village Capital is people will forget what you did, but never how you made them feel. Mm. And so I think when you fix it on details, it could be something as, you know, even um, misspelling someone's names. And there are people who get really offended by that. And that for them, for them is a reason enough not to engage you ever again. Wow. Yeah. And most of the time, like, you know, when I work in this field, you meet people who are just like, ah, those are just like small details, you know, you don't need to fix it on them. And I'm like, these actually would make like make or break an experience for someone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just fix it on details. <laughs> One of the things that is very important for me in of the work, not actually most, in all the work that I do, is not just to do something, but do it well. So I'm not those people who just want to tick a box. I want to tick a box and, you know, tick it very well. And I think, like, the people I have worked with, you know, will be testament, testament to this, funders we've worked with who, you know, funded us again. And 
Um, it could be things that, you know, for me, so this is a mountain. And so, you know, we'll be like, okay, what is the best way to climb this mountain? Like, okay, let's get our gear, you know, let's look at the best time of the year to go. Is there anyone else who's going at the same time so that we can cut our costs? And so I think that is how I approach a lot of the work that I do. And I just don't want to tick a box. I want to tick the box, but do it very well. And um, one of the things I usually say is, like Mohammed Ali is like, you know, well known and like, you know, no matter how many other boxes come, people always feel you heard Mohammed Ali and it's because he's a goat, the greatest of all time. And that's also what I want people to, you know, to say about me when they come um, in touch with my work or, you know, when I'm working directly with them and I just like, you know, yeah, she was just the best that there was ever was. Yeah, yeah what, what do you do to, or what are the tools or the things you do that makes you productive? I like to meditate. Uh, I just picked it up uh, sometime last year, but I find like when you're working on multiple things, you know, as I was saying, like project management, you know, you're doing doing multiple things at once, fixating over very many details. It's just like I need to calm my mind and not think about anything. So I do meditation. Um, I also uh, picked up yoga again. So I've done yoga on and off for like four or five years. And I've just uh, picked it up again. And also, I moved last year, not last year, two years ago uh, because of COVID. And because of COVID, um, Leech Capital went fully remote. And so I moved from Nairobi to a small town on the coast called Kilifi. And so I like to chase sunsets. And you know, the sunset is just right outside my house. Uh -huh. um, cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love to chase sunsets. And when I'm not doing that, you'll find me like uh, I have a friend called Momo who has this huge, beautiful garden and has like a hammock. That is where you'll find me with a book or just listening to music because also I listen to a lot of music. I have a lot of DJ friends who like specialize in Afro house. So that has been like a genre I've picked up over the last year or so. And just things that will you know, keep my mind off work. Because I think when I go to work then things just go smoothly. But also I'm very curious. Um, so I like to meet new people and just learn what different people are doing. Like one of my recent um, interests is in uh, music production. Actually, I think I have a very good, a very good ear for a bit. Um, so I've been listening to like a lot of Ashake and being like, "Who is that producer?" <laughs> and just picking up when a random beat drops. Um, and yeah, I I just need to do things that also come naturally to me on this other side. But mm, I think I'd also be very good at like scouting like art. Like I love art wow. and uh, I hope my friend Mumo and Muma open an art studio because that is where you'll come and see the art that I have scouted. Wow. <laughs> um, I also love traveling and just creating experiences for people and you know come to me and tell me this is my budget. I have $1,000 and I would like you know to have this kind of experience. Um, I would see just how to stretch that dollar. <laughs> I used to do that actually when I was in uni. We'd, we'd plan all these trips to Zanzibar um, with my friend and we used to say then we go, we'll go into lifestyle management or you come and you're like, oh yeah, I'm moving to Lagos and you know, maybe I'll be earning this much and this will be my disposable income and so we create a lifestyle for you. Well, I'm also into photography. Yeah, I think I'll also do that. But I think I'm always joking with one of my friends and telling them that I think I'd also go into music and I usually not to sing produce <laughs> but I usually say like I think most of these things would be like one hit wonders like you know if I did like a photography series it would be so good that if 
people will not just keep asking me when I go back to photography when I go back to this right. if I produce a song like I need to produce a song for for Asha Kale you know inshallah <laughs> <laughs> and I think it would be like so dope people would keep asking me when are you going back into music but I'm like these are all things that I'm passionate sure. about but I think I would do them like do them and just do them once and then like that that each for me scratched mm. and want something else yeah mm. but I I believe that you're doing some of these things as leisure just to yeah. satisfy that factor yes yeah, cool. definitely and how are you managing that with your work because my work yes <laughs> Um I tend to disconnect like I like taking breaks and um just breaks where like I'm not working and at least I thank God that I work in a place where like leave means leave so when you go and leave people really don't look for you mm-hmm. and I also work with a great team where like you know they know you'll be out of office things will be covered and so when I go out of office it's just like I know like I'll not come back and find that you know, things bunch down. I can go and leave and just um know that things will, will go well and that means a lot going to nature. So find me at like a national park somewhere or my friend's garden <laughs> just sitting on a hammock. Yeah, but it works. It's not not worked so far. Like for a person that does the night to five if you want to give like a recommendation now the person can manage their work and like yeah like? i think in this day and age especially when you find a lot of people work from home like it's not it's no longer about like the work life balance it's more of like work like work life harmony because like you'll find like your work interfaces a lot with, with you know with your work and as we grow older like then we have less and less time for just you know um social time So it would depend first on the age of this person and like what do they do outside work that is not like leisure you know they're people who you know hold multiple jobs that means your time you know is even more intense to you know they're people who you know will have a job but they also have like this side gig that they do so like look at really that time where you just have to do nothing and at times even just sleeping is fine like there are times I'm like I live there's a time I think I took a leave for one week and I did during that week was sleep And it's fine. It does not need to be, you know, going to climb a mountain or you know, um going to on a beach or somewhere like that. At times like just sleeping and giving your body rest is fine. 